Welcome to a special edition of the Half Hill Report. I'm your host, Tosh Mafuni, and in this very special edition, I'm excited to be talking to someone who I understand is highly placed within the controversial King Mechagons organization. Our correspondent, Rizak, who has been spending some time in Mechagon pursuing a business venture, put me in touch with this person. So let's get right to what should be a very revealing and interesting interview with Trissa Tosselbrass. So, Trissa, first of all, welcome to the show. I can't thank you enough for coming all the way out here to uh, Half Hill. Um, I, first of all, I, I hope this is an okay thing to say. Uh, you are so cute. Is that is that a, is that is that a, is that, is that, is that, is that a bad thing to say to a gnome? I'm I'm, I'm unsure. No, that's okay. I mean, gnomes are cute. It's just how we are. But sometimes you gotta watch out for the cute ones. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we're gonna find that out in the interview. Uh, so, Trissa Tosselbrass, um, I, I hope I'm not starting with. I've already called you cute. I don't know how worse it can get, but <laughs> I, I hope I'm not starting with something too personal here. Uh, you're you are joining us here from Mechagon, and we're gonna get into that in a second. Uh, I am a little surprised with your, oh boy, uh, how do I put it? Your lack of mm, mechanical parts. Ah, yes, yes. You, you, I don't see any. You, I, you don't, I did, there's nothing immediately observable. Is that? Uh, well, the thing is, I wouldn't be here talking to you if I didn't have any at all. Because, well, the almighty King Mechagon, you know, outlawed it like we we all had to have something or you know die or be punished or something and i like living so well i had to compromise i i don't want to be a robot i don't want to be mechanical and um but you know king megagon is is right with everything he says and i yeah so i i got my my Right toe, my big right toe is mechanized. Just, just the toe. Oh, big right toe. Okay, yeah, well yeah. that that's it's really it. strong. One, why not? One strong toe. It works, right? Well, I, I, I would imagine that uh, comes in handy. I like to kick things. It works. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, okay, good. I'm I'm glad that's that laugh. It's killing me. That's so cute. I'm going to try and stop calling you cute throughout the course of the interview, by the way. I, that's, I recognize that's probably. So you've joined us from the island of Mechagon. Um, you met our correspondent, Rizak. Ah, who- yes. Greenface. Green, green face. That's um. That's I. I. I will. I will pass along that that nickname. He well, he has a nickname I, from when when you're used to seeing just gnomes all day with mechanical parts and you know everyone going against the curse of the flesh. You, you see, you know, goblin digging through junk heaps. You know, it's kind of an odd sight sometimes. You know. Hang 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 on a second. R- Rizak was digging through junk heaps. Um. Yes. Yes, he was, and and I, I was. I was too. I. I was on an important mis- mission. It was very, very important, and that's when I when I saw your friend Greenface there. 
Oh, okay. All right. Uh, wow. I'm going to have to ask Rizek about digging through junk heaps. I, I'm sure it has something to do with his uh, business venture. Well, that, that explains how you met Rizek. That's, that's great. Uh, so Rizek put us in contact with each other. And um, of course, we have been reporting here on the Half Hill Report about the events on the island of Mechagon and the Rust Bolt Rebellion and what King uh, Mechagon is doing out there and what his intentions are. And Rizek um, indicated that, you know, he's been trying very hard to make a connection uh, with King Mechagon for this business venture he's pursuing. And he he put us in contact and gave me to understand that you are a very highly placed individual within King Mechagon's organization. Is, is, what can you tell us about your role within the organization? Well, you see, my uncle is really high in the, you know, boss organization. And I, I mean, I can't say who it is because, you know, security and everything. Ah. But that's that's why I got away with the compromise of just the toe and not more mechanical parts. Ah, okay. So yeah, this is yeah. so this is a family connection. Yes, yes, yes. So he he knows a lot and I get sent on really important jobs and duties for various people around the island because you know it's all in service of King Mechagon and his master plan to Cure all you fleshy people of your curse of flesh. Okay, so that that um, that leads into my really the first question and the, really the main point of this interview. Uh, you're you're highly placed. Uh, you're 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 part of the. You have family in the organization. Yes, you're yes. highly placed in the organization. Why is King Mechagon? doing this? What is his motivation? Well, he basically wants to turn anyone of flesh into pure robotic parts. And it was outlawed many, many years ago to have flesh and to not have any robotic parts. And well, I don't know if I entirely agree with that, but but I am part of this great thing, and I serve Mechagon loyally. And I I'm helpful. Well, that's great. Um, it's, it's great that you have a role within the organization, and um, based on reports that we're getting here at the Half Hill Report, um, we we do understand that um, King Mechagon is is trying to eliminate the curse of the flesh, which uh, you know, of course, um, has its origins in the uh, Forge of Origination. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. yes, yes. Um, and but have you? And and I and I guess I sort of understand that. But do you think Mechagon understands? Uh, and and does your uncle understand, and perhaps do you understand that by eliminating the curse of the flesh, uh, and especially we understand that he has a um, a weapon of some type that he's working on, that it could eliminate all nine Titan Forge life here on here on Azeroth. 
wasn't going to say anything, but to be honest, I don't know. And this might be get me this might get me in trouble. So, I hope my uncle doesn't hear this, but I don't know if I agree with King Mechagon, really, which is why I only have my toe mechanized. I I kind of like my flesh. Do you like your flesh? I I, well, I certainly have a lot of it, and yes, I am uh, I am somewhat somewhat attached to my flesh, and it's good to hear that you are yours. So, your uncle's highly placed in the organization. You're highly placed in the organization. Um, I, I would imagine you've had the opportunity to meet and talk to King Mechagon. Um, what is your impression of him personally? Is he... Uh, is he stable? Is he clear in his head about what he's trying to do? Oh, I don't know if I'd say stable. I, he's he's kind of a tyrant, really. And he's kind of forcing a lot of people to follow his way of life. And I, I don't know if that's really fair. I don't... I don't... I don't really like him, but I'm afraid to talk about it because, well, I'm... I don't I don't want to be in trouble because I already don't like the jobs I do now. So, you know, I, I don't want to do worse jobs. Uh, okay, so this is this is very, very interesting for somebody who's highly placed in the organization, close to King Mechagon himself. Well, um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I'd say close per se. I mean... Do you... How much time do you spend... With him directly, do you take your orders personally, directly from King Mechagon? <laughs> no, no, no. No. I I take my orders from other people. So I, I would assume one of his deputies, somebody, so it goes directly from King Mechagon to maybe perhaps your uncle or another one of his deputies, and then to you. So maybe you're one level separated from King Mechagon. Someday, but not yet. Uh, okay, all right. Um, so, so you don't take your orders directly from him or one of his. Um, Trissa, let me let me ask you something. Um, if if you were to personally describe where you are in King Mechagon's organization, how how would you describe it? Well, I want to be really higher in it and, you know, because I'm, I'm going to do great things with my life and I'm working hard to do that. I mean, a couple months ago, I was stuck digging through the sludge in the overflow for, for parts and, you know, things like that. And now I'm taking orders from Marvelous Martini, stupid robot. I want to use my sword on him. Oh, <laughs> um... Okay, digging through sludge in the in the overflow. That, um, Trissa, we're very happy and grateful that you came out here and that you're out here in the upstairs room in the lazy turnip. Yeah, and talking it's really to her nice out here. It's really, it's really clean. There's a lot of a lot of green, a lot of nature here. That's I, and we love it too, and we love it too, and and it's great that you're here. But I'm just I'm just going to ask you very frankly through some of the things that you've said, um, kind of the jobs you have, who you maybe take your directions from, um, and 
and some of the things you've said about how you feel about what King Mechagon is doing, you're you're not actually highly placed in King Mechagon's organization, are you? No. No, I'm not. No. I No. I want to be someday. I want to I want to do big great things with my life and I've been working so hard, but I also I don't know if I want to be a big part of his organization. Maybe instead I want to be a big part of taking his organization down because if people want to keep their flesh, they should be able to keep their flesh. So I thought I'd come here and take Rijak up on his, you know, his offer to Maybe do this instead and give people information about King Mechagon and help take him down. Because oh. I'm tired of robots. There's just so many robots and they're so cold and rusty and mean. Oh, okay. Do you do you think that when you met Rizak and, and talked to him, that he understood... Did he know where you were in Mechagon's organization? I mean, I may not have been totally honest with him. <laughs> okay. We, we, were dra- we were digging through the trash heaps, and I was looking for some springs from, you know, for Marvelous Martini. Um, okay. And he, he wanted them too. And if I didn't get them, I was going to be in trouble. And... Rishak wouldn't give them up, so I had to, you know, tell him that I was super important and I was doing important things and he needed to back up, bub. Okay. Face. <laughs> okay, so it sounds like um, maybe a little misunderstanding on both parts. Uh, you know, maybe just a little, but it got me here and I'm really happy it- to be here. And we are so happy to have you here. We we really, really are. And you're just you're just as 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 cute as you can possibly be. And and I I I love the fact that you have ambition uh to to do something greater with your life than digging through sludge for parts. Um it's, it's okay. It's so so, so you're not highly placed, and that's perfectly okay. That that's perfectly all right. Yeah, I'm a little, we, 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 I'm a little, a little embarrassed about that. I'm gonna be honest. I feel, I felt, I felt bad lying to him, but you know, I, I, I have to do what I have to do. You know. And and you know what? Knowing Rizak, I, I am sure he's gonna get that a hundred percent. Um, he, I mean, he did pay for your travel costs to come out here, uh, so he, he might be a little, um. Well, I'll work that out with him. Don't worry. Don't don't worry about that. It'll be right, anyways. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I think he, you know, he went pretty pretty cheap on that payment there. So you know, I don't feel too bad about it. And I well, did that, give him a couple of my springs. So you yeah, know, yeah, that's that 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 actually sounds like Rizak, uh completely. <laughs> so, um, so this is so. So you're not highly placed in the organization. Absolutely okay. You don't even 100%. And it, it sounds like maybe you don't agree with uh, what Mechagon uh, is doing. You you no. like how you are, but, uh, mechanical big toe aside. Um, <laughs> hey, that big toe can do a lot of damage, mister. I, okay. So let's, okay. If you weren't, 
digging through scrap piles for parts on behalf of King Mechagon. What, what is your, you said you want to do big things, but what, but what precisely, I mean, what is your ambition in life? We got a lot of people who listen to the show. Maybe, maybe this makes some sort of a connection for you. What, what is your dream job? I want to see the world. I've been stuck on that island for so long. And I want to show people that little people are mighty. And I have this sword. And I want to fight mighty foes and take the bad guys down. I, I did notice the sword. I yeah, did yeah, I did yeah. notice the sword. It's all a you know, of course, a question of scale, but it, it it's it's very nice. Uh, it's certainly big for you. Um, <laughs> so so you want to be uh, an adventurer, a hero. You want to see the world. Yes. Oh, that's uh, that's great. That that's very that's that's very very exciting. Um, you already mentioned you you like what you're seeing in Pandaria. You, you you certainly the Valley of the Fort Winds is one of the most beautiful parts of Pandaria. I certainly think so. Um, what are, what are your other impressions of Pandaria? This is, this is your first time here, I assume. Yes, yes, first time. Okay, what, what what do you think? Oh, it's beautiful here. It's it smells clean. You know, there's just so much pollution on Mechagon Island. And I didn't really know what fresh air was at first until I got here. And it's just, it's so nice. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you like it. Uh, you know, we've had a number of people on the show uh, who have come here and visited us and, and decided to, you know, make their home here in Pandaria. So, uh, you know, we're, we are very welcoming people, the Pandarans. So, I see this. Uh, you really are. Thank you. Oh, well, that's, well, we, we, we love having visitors and we're, uh, and, and certainly you would be a wonderful addition to our community. Um, so you want to be, you want to be a, a hero. You want to uh, travel. You want to um, take out the evildoers. Uh, who, who do you perceive the evildoers to be? It sounds like our, you have some concerns about what Mechagon is doing. And you've been on Mechagon for a long time, so I don't know how connected you are to the larger world in, here in Azeroth. Well, I'm really not. And to be fair, King Mechagon and his organization is at the top of my list, but, you know, I also want to live. And if he finds out, well, that weapon he's working on, he's always looking for people to, you know, test it on, and I don't want that to happen, so... I don't know. I don't know. Well, we we don't want that to happen to no, you. No, no, no. I'm I'm sure that be you know living on Mechagon as you do, I'm sure you're aware of the Rust Bolt Rebellion uh, and Prince Erasmus and the Rust Bolt Rebellion. Um, what has been your exposure to them, and have you actually considered joining the Rust Bolt Rebellion? I I have. I'm I'm kind of scared. But being with here and, and talking to you and seeing that there's just so much more to the world than, you know, digging for spare pot parts and trash heaps. I've seen them. I've seen them out, you know, doing their work. And I've talked to them a little bit, but 
they just know that I work for King Megagon's group, so they don't really want to talk to me yet. So maybe maybe they'll hear this, and they'll take me into their resistance, and maybe I can give them some valuable information. I mean, I might be low on the totem pole and, and short, but I know some things. Well, uh, you know, I... Uh, you know, in terms of being low on the totem pole, you've been very forthcoming about that, and 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 I appreciate that, and I'm sure our listeners do. Uh, and in terms of your physical stature, I don't have a good sense of gnome height scales. Uh, we did have we 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 have had a gnome uh, here on the show, and of course, uh, on a somewhat regular basis, I I have a gnomish monk here on the uh in pandaria that i go off and uh, interview and tell does his he stories. have robotic parts he does not have robotic Ooh, parts that must but, be so nice uh, I, well at least as far as i'm aware um he's typically wearing a robe I've, I've never got that good of a look at him but i i have to assume he, he doesn't have any <laughs> robotic parts um honestly if you hadn't told me about your toe i i wouldn't have known that either but so you Joining the Rust Bolt Rebellion is actually something that you might be interested in. Yeah, I think they're doing great things. I just, and I want to do great things. And I, I am, I am smart and I am very capable. I just, I'm afraid they won't take me because I work for King Mechagon. And I also don't want King Mechagon to, you know, kill me. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of stuck in the sludge, if you know what I mean. You're quite, quite literally, you told us about the overflow. So you're in a tough place. I, I get it. But I want to assure you that right here, right now, at this moment, you're, you're in a safe place. Um, and, you know, one of the things that we're big on here at the Half Hill Report is bringing opposite sides, you know, people who might perceive themselves on opposite sides together and getting them talking to each other uh, so that we can see that we're not that different, um, that we're more the same than we are different. And my hope is that somebody in the Rust Bolt Rebellion will hear this program, they'll hear your name, they'll hear your voice, and maybe when you go back to Mechagon, either they'll seek you out or you can go there and approach them and they hopefully will recognize your name. Maybe this, maybe you're right. Maybe this time you've spent here at the upstairs room and the lazy turnip and talking to us could change your life. I hope so. I mean, if, if the King's own son can start a rebellion, I, I would like to think that at some point he would let me in. I hope. You know what? I I can't see why not. I mean, even though you're not highly placed in the organization, it it, it sounds like you know some things that might help them. Uh, And but maybe even if you don't, many hands make light work, right? So I'm sure they would take anybody who wants to help them. Well, I'm, I'm a tough worker. And people know not to mess with me. Now, okay, so you've, you know, you, you carry a sword. You've talked about kicking people with your mechanical big toe. Uh, you've talked about going out into the world and being a, uh, being a, 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 a hero. 
And I, I know gnomes are tough. Um, it, it sounds like uh, you want to be some type of a, uh, of a, of a warrior. You want to be right there in the mix. You want to be nose to nose with whoever you perceive the bad guys to be. Oh yes, very much so. I, I've got the sharp sword and I want people to meet it, but the bad guys, the bad guys, I want the bad guys to meet the sword. So I, you know, I, I, I have to ask, um, that sword looks very new, very shiny. Um, how how much direct experience do you actually have in that kind of work? Well, maybe not a lot, but I'm I'm going to practice and I'm I'm going to train and I'm going to kick more people and stab more people and and I'll get okay. better. Uh, okay, so so not a lot of experience, not a lot of direct experience, yet, but but I'm going to not yet, but you're going to. So it sounds like uh, you, you've got the ambition, you've got the drive, you've got a vision of of where you want to go, and and I I gotta tell you, if I was looking for somebody uh, to join an organization, especially a rebellion organization, you sound just like the kind of person uh, that I would want in in my organization. So I I I, I think I think this is gonna make that. I have a good feeling that this interview could really change your life for the better. <laughs> I hope so. Oh, that's that's wonderful. You, your laugh—it's it, killing me. I—it's just—it's so—it's so delightful. Um, I, I, I hate to go back to this. I, I, I have to ask. You know, I, I don't. Other than um, uh, Brother Cadfile, I don't get a chance to talk to a lot of gnomes. I, <laughs> Are you cute by gnome standards, or are you just cute because everybody thinks gnomes are cute? I mean, do other gnomes, is that a thing amongst gnomes? Are there comparatively cuter gnomes than others, or are you just all uniformly cute? Well, <laughs> I think we're all pretty cute, but I think sometimes the ones who have pink hair are considered cuter. But I don't really like pink hair. I'm just me. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I noticed I, I, you're wearing a, um, some sort of a headpiece and I don't really see much of your hair peeking out. What, what actually color is your hair? Oh, it's red. Oh, it's red. Red. Okay. Right here. It's red. Oh, oh, you took your helmet off. Okay. Now I can see it. Thank you. No, no, not pink. Just red. Just red. Okay. All right. All right. I can see it now. Thank you. Okay. Um, all right. And I'm sorry, I keep going back to the cute thing. It's probably inappropriate. Um, it's okay. Oh, it, it's okay. It, you know, um, I mean, you aren't wearing a sword and I do get a little nervous around that kind of thing, but I, I get the feeling that that's not the kind of warrior you want to well, be. Well, you're not, you're not a bad guy, Tosh. So it's okay. I, I'm, I'm so glad to hear you say that. I, 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 I feel like I'm not a bad guy too. Um, you know, we have a, um, uh, on one of these special interviews uh, quite a while ago now, we had a guest on the show who um, who coined a new phrase that we use quite a bit here around the Half Hill Report. It's called make, uh, the, the phrase is make your own turnip. And uh, what it means and what it means to me and what it means to a lot of people who have heard 
the saying is, um, do your own thing. Uh, oh, yes, that's important. You know, yeah, do your own thing. Uh, pursue your own dreams. Um, f- when you hear the phrase, make your own turnip, uh, what does that what does that mean to you? What, how, how does that relate to your life and, and what you want to do with it? Hmm. Well, it reminds me that it's okay that I don't want to be a mecha gnome. It's okay that I, you know, don't agree with King Mechagon and everything he's doing. And it's okay that I want to do something else with my life instead of forcing people to do what they don't want to do. That's great. And you know what? I hope that you carry that away with you, that you take that with you today. Um, and that this, that this interview is going to be your introduction into a new life on the Island of Mechagon or anywhere in Azeroth, honestly, that, that, that you want to live. Um, this has been uh, an app. This is this has been a, a fascinating view uh, into someone that I would not have expected to meet. Um, I want to I want to get to know you a little better uh, personally uh, in terms of your life uh, in Mechagon. Um, maybe a little bit about you, just so that we get a sense of who you are personally. Um, you, you've already mentioned your uncle. Uh, are you from a big family? Is it, do you have a large family there in uh, well, I mean, in Mechagon? We're, we're gnomes. I, I don't think we're really large. Ah, okay. All right. Phrasing difference. Um, <laughs> sometimes, you know, we both speak common, but, you know, sometimes idioms in different parts of the world. Are, are there many people in your family? Not many. Not many. Not anymore. It's, it could be a hard life on the island, you know? Oh, not anymore. So you've 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 lost some family in the revolution. Yeah, you know that that happens. Oh, okay. Well, we certainly tell a lot of stories. Uh, we've certainly heard a lot of stories here on the Half Hill Report uh, about the war, um, the larger war, and uh, people's losses. So, first of all, let me extend my my sincerest condolences to you for having lost oh, family. Thank you. Um. Um. You now are, you've been on Mechagon for a long time. Now you're starting to get um, revealed to the larger world. Are, are you aware that there is a larger, there there is a war going on between the Horde and Alliance in the larger world of Azeroth? Is that something you guys are aware of on Mechagon? You know, I've heard a little bit about it when I'm out, you know, digging for bolts and springs and all these other things. I've heard whispers of it between different people, you know, like trolls and and humans and all sorts of people, but not a lot. I only know a little bit. So, so you've heard the the, the whispers of the war. Um, so it sounds like maybe you don't have any real strong feelings about it, one way or the other. Your your focus is what's actually going on on the island of Mechagon. Yeah, I mean that's that's my life. I gotta work extra hard to stay alive. Well, uh, you know, hopefully, um, 
you know, hopefully you can get out of the situation that you're in, whether it means joining the Rest Bolt Rebellion or, or leaving Mechagon in its entirety. Um, that, uh, that, as I said, that this, that this exposure that you've gotten here on the Half Hill Report on this special edition uh, it's, is, is a life-changing event for you. I, I, I sincerely, sincerely hope that. Um, and I'll just work the whole thing out with, uh, with Rizak. As a matter of fact, I'm probably going to give you a note to carry back to him and, uh, sort of explain, cause I'm, yeah. I'm sure y- you understand that he was trying to make a connection with King Mechagon when he, when he met you. That, yeah, that's what he was I, trying to do. I feel bad that, you know, I wasn't entirely honest, but I really needed those parts or Martini would have told Bondo and I don't know if Bondo would have told Megagon and, you know, I have to do what I have to do. So I, I feel really terrible about lying to your green face friend and I feel bad that that lie got me here talking to you because you're such a wonderful person and I do feel bad. Well, you know what? He he's he's going to be fine. He has certainly experienced greater uh, disappointments to this uh, than than this one. Um, Trissa, this I cannot. Uh, this has been just an absolutely delightful time uh, talking to you. Uh, I hope you, while you're here in Half Hill, you take uh, take advantage of your time here and uh, get to see a little bit of the Valley of the Four Winds and and Pandaria. It's our home. We love it very much. Uh, and of course, you're in. Uh, the best inn in all of, uh, uh, in my opinion, in all of Azeroth. It does seem though... really nice. I want to try some of this Stormstraw boo. It's, it looks good. Oh, well, you know what? When we're done here, I'm going to take you downstairs. Uh, well, I don't happen to drink myself, but uh, I can uh, actually introduce you to uh, Dendan and Innkeeper Leilan, and, and we're going we're to get that you monkey? hooked up. I saw a monkey. Was that the monkey? Uh, okay. Uh, all right. They're they're actually called Hosen. Oh, Hosen. Uh, okay. Yeah. That, that that's okay. It, they they're a little uh, they're a little sensitive uh, about <laughs> monkey. Um, but he he's he's a very decent guy. Uh, and we'll and we'll get you hooked up with uh with a storm stout brew and 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 something to eat. Um, Trissa. Uh, fi- final thoughts from you. Uh, we talked about make your own turnip. Um. Uh, I want to get some some final thoughts from you. Of what's next for you when you leave here, and after we get you something to drink and eat downstairs with uh, with Denden? Uh, what's next? Where, where are you? Where are you going to take this new level of honesty and vision for your life? Well, I might go somewhere where maybe I can practice my sword work a little bit because when I go to Mechagon again, I I need to be able to stay alive and. If if word of this gets back to King Megagon, that's not going to happen. And I might, you know, try to be more bold and, and mighty and go talk to someone in the revolution. It might be time. Trissa, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And I hope you have, uh, I hope you have the courage to carry out those visions or whatever vision your life has for you. And I'm, 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 I'm going to ask a favor. Uh, we asked this of, uh, of all, all our guests, if you wouldn't, uh, leave us with a, a final thought and then invite our listeners to make their own turnip. Hmm. 
Well, I'm going to say something that I keep telling myself, and that is, don't forget, don't be afraid to be mighty. That's wonderful. Trissa, thank you very much. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much. I had such a great time. Make your own turnip, everybody. Thank you for listening to this special edition of The Half Hill Report. The opinions expressed herein are those of the guests and are not endorsed by the Half Hill Report or Half Hill Agricultural College. The Half Hill Report is produced in cooperation with Half Hill Agricultural College, dedicated to serving the educational needs of the greater valley of the Four Winds community. Hey there, folks. Tosh Mafuni here again. Professor Talib and I want to thank Ali Andres for portraying Trissa Tasselbrass on the show today. You can find Ali every week on her wonderful podcast, Dungeon Fables, as well as co-host on the podcasts All Things Azeroth and Blizzmates. Find Dungeon Fables at DungeonFables.com, All Things Azeroth at AllThingsAzeroth.com, and Blizzmates at anchor.fm slash blizzmates or wherever you find your podcasts. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com